How do you do? Welcome to our series, Keyboard Immortals Play Again in Stereo. We have a most interesting and quite unusual program for you tonight. Piano concertos played by Keyboard Immortals. The purists in our audience will say that a piano concerto requires the accompaniment of an orchestra. This is true. But there was a time when only the largest cities had symphony orchestras and the smaller towns had what you might call bands, which were hardly competent to accompany a visiting celebrated virtuoso. Now, the audiences all over the world were hungry to hear those spectacular compositions, the piano concertos. And so special arrangements were made in which the orchestral parts were combined with the solo parts. These arrangements were naturally very difficult, and only virtuosos of the first rank would attempt to play these extremely difficult arrangements. And tonight we are privileged to bring you several keyboard immortals playing these unusual and somewhat unique arrangements of piano concertos in which the solo part is included with the orchestral part. I should point out that brilliant as they sound, they are played by single pianists. Our first concerto is Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, who composed the astonishing number of more than 30 piano concertos. As one of Mozart's biographers has so justly said, he came into the world endowed with a native genius that probably has not had its equal in the history of music. We will hear Mozart's concerto number 22, Kirchhoff Verzeichnis number 488. It is in three movements, and here is keyboard immortal Fanny Weiland, who was born in Germany in 1863. She studied with Leschetizky and was one of those highly esteemed lady keyboard immortals who made such an impression on her era. Fanny Weiland playing the first movement of Mozart's piano concerto in A marked Allegro or Fast. Thank you. 
That was the first movement of Mozart's piano concerto in A major, played by keyboard immortal Fanny Weiland. Shortly after leaving the Leszczycki studio, Fanny Weiland met and married a famous Polish musicologist, Joseph Surjinski, and devoted her life to teaching and helping her husband in research into the sacred music of the Middle Ages. It is indeed fortunate that Fanny Weiland performed for Herr Welt's Vorsetzer, as otherwise we would have no trace of this once famous pianist. Next, she plays the second movement of the Mozart Concerto, which is marked Andante. It is a melancholy, plaintive melody, and though typical of Mozart, it anticipates the freer romantic style ushered in by Beethoven. It is, in F-sharp minor, a somewhat unusual key for Mozart.
Finally, after the Andante, the second movement, comes the cheerful, bustling finale, the presto. This is Mozart at his best, full of ingenious counterpoint, rushing to an almost symphony-like ending. Keyboard immortal Fanny Weiland plays the third, the last movement of Mozart's piano concerto in A major.
You have just heard in its entirety the three movements of Mozart's piano concerto in A major. Our keyboard immortal was Fanny Weiland, Leschetizky pupil, and finally musicologist assistant to her husband, Joseph Surchinsky. Two great composers' works run through our series Keyboard Immortals Play Again in Stereo, and their works still form a considerable part of piano concerts to this day, Chopin and Liszt. Two concertos came from Liszt's prolific pen, one in E-flat and the other in A. We will bring you a section from the more famous of his two concertos, the one in E-flat. It is a brilliant work, a challenge to any pianist, and a particular challenge when the brilliant orchestral part is included in the solo part. It is Liszt at his best, full of scintillating passages and lovely sensuous melody, and it is played for us by a mystery pianist, Sandor Laszlo, who, after you hear his performance, you will agree, was a sensational virtuoso.
Liszt, more than any other musician, represents the link from Beethoven to the present day. He was taken to see Beethoven when he was a little boy and received the famous kiss of approval from that great master. He was then introduced to Schubert and grew up to be the chief protagonist of the modern trend in music, away from the strict classical forms. As a pianist, he has apparently never been equaled, and as a composer, he has been somewhat unjustly neglected. It is interesting to recall that the opening notes of the Liszt Piano Concerto that you have just heard were sung to ironic words by progressive musicians of Liszt's day. These are the words they sang. Das versteht ihr alle nicht. Or roughly translated, that you common people do not understand. Referring no doubt to the opposition to freer forms of music that so upset the somewhat stodgy conservatives of Liszt's day. Regarding our mystery pianist, Sandor Laszlo, we must once more appeal to our listeners. If you know anything about Sandor Laszlo, that is spelled L-A-S-Z-L-O, please write to us at Keyboard Immortals, care of Sony Superscope, Sun Valley, California. Our final number on this program of piano concertos played by Keyboard Immortals is, strictly speaking, not a formal piano concerto. It is the Krakowiak by Frederick Chopin. It was originally composed with orchestral accompaniment and is therefore what is called a concertstück or concerto piece. It is in one movement and is actually a rondo, a form of composition in which the original theme recurs a number of times. The Krakowiak is opus 14 of Chopin and is marked by the composer as Grand Rondo de Concert. It is a dance rhythm named after the Polish city Krakow. It is in the typically brilliant pianistic style of Chopin and because of the need of an orchestra has been somewhat neglected. Perhaps tonight's performance may help to establish the Krakowiak again by demonstrating how effective it is when it can be played as a piano solo. It is performed by keyboard immortal Raoul von Kozalski, a famous Polish pianist. Von Kozalski was not only a prodigy, but a very young prodigy, making his debut at the ripe age of, believe it or not, four years of age. He was a full-fledged touring virtuoso at seven and was court pianist to the Shah of Persia while still a child. Truly a remarkable keyboard immortal. He received lessons from one of Chopin's own pupils, Karl Mikuli, and inherited from him authentic embellishments which his teacher got direct from Chopin. So if any of our listeners are following Chopin's Krakowiak with the music score and Raoul von Kozalski appears to be straying from the original, it might be quite the other way round. Perhaps he has the original and we are the ones who stray. Here is keyboard immortal Raoul von Kozalski playing the Krakowiak, Opus 14, by Frederick Chopin.
Might I add, in connection with the extra notes added by authentic Chopin pupils, that I once heard Moritz Rosenthal many years ago, and he also was a pupil of Chopin's pupil Mikuli. And Moritz Rosenthal also added extra unpublished cadenzas to the well-known Chopin Nocturne in E-flat. I wrote them out from memory that night, and they formed part of a series of articles which I wrote for a piano teacher's magazine. And so, with von Kozalski's playing of the Chopin Krakowiak, we bring to a close another program of Keyboard Immortals Play Again in Stereo. We hope that you've enjoyed sharing with us the piano concertos played by Keyboard Immortals, and that you will be with us again next week when we will present a program devoted to the music of Felix Mendelssohn. It will feature such Keyboard Immortals as Ernest Schelling, Rudolf Ganz, Vladimir de Pachmann and Felix Dreischek. And so, with some regret, I must bid you good night on behalf of Sony Superscope, Mr. Joseph Estushinsky, their president, and myself, Felix Decola. Au revoir and auf Wiedersehen. Thank you.